Hello, Sharon. <laughs> it's been two months since we've done this. Has it really? Yes. We recorded a lot right there in a row, didn't we? We did. We got all excited about it. We recorded a whole bunch of podcasts. Well, then we had, it was summer. We had company. We, we did. traveled. We had a lot going on. Weeks, you yeah. were gone for a couple of weeks. So there's all that. Yeah. But we're back now. Back in the saddle. And the one thing that I really wanted to start with this week, uh-huh. after having edited a handful of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Are you, we're going to talk about Shatnerizing? No. Oh. No, no, no. I wasn't going to bring that up at all. Okay. Jenny Parrott. Oh, bless her heart. So prior to two months ago, we had recorded all these episodes uh-huh. and hadn't done any editing on them. I guess I had started some editing. Yeah. But then we got the music from Jenny Parrott. <laughs> Jenny Parrott wrote a song for we us. Got that fucking awesome theme it's song. It's amazing. And I love it. It's amazing. And every time I work on the podcast, I get it stuck in my head. It's totally tiara time. So thank you, Jenny Parrott. Thank you, Jenny Parrott. We heart you with big hearty hearts. I, on one of the episodes we recorded, we did record a fake thank you because we hadn't heard the song yet. That's true. But this time for real. For real and for true, Jenny Parrott. Jenny Parrott is amazing. She's based out of Austin. Look her up on the Facebook. Buy her music. Tell her that you love her. Tell her that Chris and Sharon love her. Tell her that you love the podcast. Tell her that we're all amazing. Parrot with two R's and two T's. That's exactly right. That's what I wanted to start That's with. That's a great thing to start with. You're a great thing to start with. <laughs> what else is going on? The Crown is going on. Yeah, we should just go into that, huh? Oh. I guess that's what we're here for. Are we supposed to babble? Banter. We gotta have banter. Uh, where are we? We're on season one, episode seven of The Crown. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. I had to get that in there. That's fair. Okay. Uh, do you want to take a stab at the pronunciation for this episode? I did take a semester of Latin in college. Which semester? The only semester. Oh. I got a D, and I feel like the TA. Gave me a D. I really <laughs> think I probably should have failed it. But to answer your question, no. Okay. It is a dead language. Scientia potentia est. Knowledge is power. Oh, that's the translation, eh? Mm-hmm. I looked that up. Too bad we didn't have the internet when I was taking Latin. That would have made Maybe a lot of things done so much simpler. <laughs> right? I had the internet when I was in college. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow, you're fancy. We just had games. Technically, I had the internet prior to going to college, but just once. Yeah. You're a little young. Just once? What do you mean? So Charlie and I used to dial up to bulletin boards. (laughs) Right, right. To BBSs in Jacksonville. I remember BBSs. And uh, one of them, the year that Charlie went to to college, Mm -hmm. was 93. He, He graduated in 93 and then went to college. One of the BBSs that I was dialing up to from my home mm-hmm. um, had an internet gateway. It wasn't called an internet gateway. It was called like an email or messaging gateway. Right. Charlie gave me his Vax email address <laughs> at UF. Mm-hmm. And I was able to send him a message. It was pretty slick. So fancy. No. Big time. Wow. What did the message say? I probably called him a turd. and <laughs> Oh, brothers. And we're back. (laughs) 
season one, episode seven of the Crown Cast, Etiquette and Protocol. Hmm. It's good. It's a Star Wars reference. Oh. I don't get it. Okay. Do you know there's a Boba Fett movie coming out? I thought it was a TV show. I thought it was a series. I don't care. The Mandalorian. He's gonna be on my screen. It could be a movie. I don't know. I'm a little excited. Totally TR time. Don your crown so fine with Queen Emery. Don't you know you're royal too? Girl and boy, they me and you. Everyone listening is a queen. It's TR time. We open. 1940 Windsor Castle World War II bombers flying overhead yeah. with cheers Yay! Liz and Maggie are learning royal etiquette in French in French even that was kind of cool it was donc c'est toujours le souverain qui commence le repas Il ne faut absolument pas que vous entamiez avant qu'il ou elle n'ait pris sa première bouchée. Oui, mademoiselle. I really like how this show jumps around in time. Yes. I know other shows do it too, but I feel like the show does it really well. Mm-hmm. So in this opening scene, we see the young girls and then all of a sudden we get back to the present. Right. We, we skip over all of the rest of, of King George's reign and we're right back in where we left off. Right. And I kind of love that. I think they do a good job with it. I liked how they edited the scenes with the young girls because it really felt like Elizabeth was trying to catch her breath with all of this sort of random crazy stuff happening around her. Right. There was an interesting scene of of her in the, the quad and it was her in her blue dress and all the boys in their black suits. Right. Like you could really pinpoint where the the frenetic energy was around her and she was yeah. just sort of in the middle trying to catch up. And she's kind of like that in present day as well. Yeah. She's right in the middle. She's been dropped into the middle of this huge situation. And And all of these men around her are controlling the world mm -hmm. that she's she's supposed to be the queen. Kind of twirling around and going, what the fuck? Yeah. Really interesting parallels. Neat. That is pretty neat. So the school that they were at, is it Eton College or Eton College? It's E-T-O-N. I would probably say Eaton, but I, I don't know. Okay. Do your own research. <laughs> okay. Eaton College was founded in 1440 by King Henry VI as a charity school to provide free education to 70 poor boys who would then go on to King's College, Cambridge, also founded by Henry VI in 1441, the following year. All right. Eaton College is still a boys-only school. Naturally. Hugh Laurie went there. Uh Uh-huh. Tom Hiddleston went there, which is pretty cool. Fantastic. And why don't I have a pet raven yet? That is probably the best question we've ever asked on this show. Because I think I deserve one. Maybe I should work on getting a pet crow first and work up to a pet raven. Because ravens are like twice the size of crows. Yeah, they're huge. Huge. What's half the size of a crow? Cardinal. Oh, we don't want any cardinals in here. Blue jay. 
Now you know. In these early scenes, Elizabeth is already questioning whether this is what she needs to learn or not. Right. They've started the seed of one of the plots of this episode. Right. Where is my education? Right. Why am I not being taught everything that the boys are being taught? Mm-hmm. Everything that I should need to know as a possible future monarch. Right. Probable future monarch. Yeah, exactly. Even. Churchill comes. He brings alarms about the H-bomb. So now we've introduced the second plot of this episode. The the Russian threat, the statesmanship around Churchill and Eisenhower and who's going to do what. Right. So we're also bringing up the health of the cabinet and the main people of the cabinet, specifically Anthony and Churchill. Right. Who may or may not be so healthy after all. Oh, this is when Anthony flies to the U.S. I think he was going to meet with Eisenhower. Was he going over to meet with Eisenhower? I never really. I think so, because I think when he ended up getting there, he was asleep on the couch and that was Eisenhower like okay. greeting him. Okay. He, he was passed out in his heroin stupor. It, it, that's, it wasn't heroin. That was prescribed benzidine, hmm. which he was on, I think, for several years. It's an amphetamine. Amphetamine. Okay. It's an upper. So it didn't look like that was an upper. Big up. Well, then you always have a hard crash. Oh. After okay. a big upper because you've been up for so long. So then you have a hard crash. I only know that because I read it on the internet. For sure. No judgment, honey. For sure. And he's going to stay in the US for gallbladder surgery. <laughs> Air quotes, gallbladder surgery. No, it really is gallbladder surgery. Oh, okay. The amphetamines are a completely different problem. Seriously. And the Americans have the best gallbladder surgeons because of their high fat diets. Hooray. <laughs> so one of the other things that we talked about in the beginning scenes of this show, mm-hmm. Elizabeth's personal secretary, Tom Selleck, is getting ready to retire. That's his TV name, not his real name. Well, right. Sure. The guy with the mustache. There's a lot of guys with mustaches. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But the guy with the Tom Selleck mustache. Okay. Who actually I realize is called Tommy. Like that's his name. So once I put that together, this guy is forever. <laughs> now he's Tom Selleck. Uh, oh, forever Tom Selleck. Okay. To me. So that guy's gonna retire. Mm-hmm. And he he pulls the queen aside and says, I'm gonna retire. I hope you don't mind. Yada yada yada. She agrees, that's fine. She thanks him for his service. And then she decides that she wants to pick her own next personal secretary. As she should. As she should. So one of the running subplots of this episode is her wavering back and forth as to which person she is going to pick. I don't think she wavered. She knew exactly who she wanted. That's true. She did. She wanted. Is it Michael? That was the guy that was on the plane when she came back as queen. Right. Correct. Yeah. But it's Martin, not Michael. Michael is the guy. Martin is the senior guy. Martin is the junior guy. She wanted the junior guy. Okay. Because he had worked with her before, and she likes him. And they have a rapport. And why would you not want to keep working with someone like that? Right. And she was very adamant about it. And the whole show, there's these old white men telling her what she needs. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we we kind of skipped around here a little bit. They were, what was the guy's name? Anthony? 
Right. He's having gallbladder surgery. He's the foreign secretary that works with Churchill, and he's on his way to the U.S. They're going to have a meeting in the American Ministry of Magic. <laughs> they build a lot of tension on this show through the use of interesting cinematography, mm -hmm. really excellent music, and the performances that they get out of these people. Yeah. Because they were, in this scene, they were cutting back and forth between, oh, because Churchill and what's-his-name were on the phone. Right. And... The camera just kept pulling in close to both of these characters. Yes, all right. Yes, I need you there, Anthony. I think we're all agreed. I need you. And I need the surgery, Winston. It's my life that's at stake now. I'm sorry. And it got up so close to Churchill's face, and you, it was like mostly that's blurred. True. And the music in the background is right. da, 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 da. like this. It's they're just building all this tension, just. And all the people listening in, they're giving little shots of them in between. So you yeah. can see all the people, too, who are listening to the conversation. It's amazing to me all of the elements that come together that, that really make for very compelling scenes like this. Right. And I love it. I love watching it's it. It's great. It's great TV. And then the last thing I realized was the performances. Because that was like Churchill gets hung up on by the, the dude. Mm -hmm. And he has his first stroke. He strokes out. <laughs> he's so upset he strokes out and watching john lithgow do that on camera was just fantastic i forget that it's john lithgow i know like it's he's I, so good right like so i think good. it's actually churchill like i'm reading this as a documentary half the time right next scene is queen elizabeth interviewing a tutor as an adult she's an adult now she's grown up She's she, not she's not one of the tutors though, right? T U D O R? No. I guess. I don't know. That's a different <laughs> show. That's a completely different show altogether, Chris. Maybe when the crown's over, we can work on that one. I think JT would like that. He likes that show a lot. I think your mom likes that show too. It's Tutor Week. <laughs> Where's your horn? Sold it. <laughs> Traded it for a motorcycle. Like you do. Okay, enough of the inside jokes. And <laughs> Queen Elizabeth talks to her mom and realizes that she hasn't graduated from anything. Anything. Like, has she even taken her OWLs? Like, I know. Nothing. And she hasn't even graduated grammar school. The tutor was like, all right, let me see your your secondary school. All right, let me see your primary school certificate. Yeah, she's like, no. And Queen Mom got a little bit defensive when uh, she got a little bit Elizabeth defensive approached her about that. But her dressing gown, oh my god, this huge flowy white with big purple flowers all over it dressing gown oh my god gorgeous so gorge she's she's perfectly regal as expected like how much does that sleepwear cost <laughs> more than my sleepwear for sure you think i'm sure because i've been sleeping in the same same sleepwear for years well, they're worth it because they're the dignified. They are, they are the dignified. What was the other? The dignified and the... Efficient. The efficient. Yeah, it, it sounded like 
efficient, like they're being very efficient. <laughs> but I think the word they were using is efficient, efficient. Right. So it's now known in the close circles that Churchill had a stroke. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, what do you want to say? Because I was thinking in this scene between the Queen Mom and Liz, mm-hmm. did King George VI go to a boarding school? Oh. Did he go to well, like a proper boarding education. school and get get his degree? Or did he grow up with the, the the provost who just gave him the kingly education? Well, he may not have even had that because he wasn't supposed to be king. The chances of him being king were slimmer. So my question is, how much of the order of hierarchy, mm-hmm. monarchy, how much of that like plays into what education these kids get? I'm going to look at that for next time, for sure. I'll look at both George and Edward and see. Yeah, I have no idea if we had questions from last time, because last time was spring. Right. I don't remember. Yeah. I guess you'll find out when you go to edit it. We'll answer it a few <laughs> episodes down the road. But yeah, I will definitely look at that okay. and see. Right. I'm more concerned about the education differing between the boys and the girls. Well, I guarantee right. George wasn't taught sewing of course. in school. And that was that was really the nature of my question was, did the boys go to school, go to proper school, and then the girls just get raised as to be girls, to be ladies? Right. It's so weird. Even Even though she was the expected queen, she was still just taught how to sew. This is post-World post War II modern society, modern civilization. It's cuckoo pants. So it's known in the closer circles that Churchill had a stroke. We're yes. not calling it a stroke. We're not even calling it the flu. We're calling it a cold. We're calling it a cold. And because he will not be able to go to the U.S., he wants to invite Eisenhower here. That was his big idea. For a state dinner. But Elizabeth wants to go to Sandringham because that's what she does on the weekends. And then... Tommy Selleck says you probably can't go. Yes, he does. He also tells Martin that Martin shouldn't be her secretary. Yeah. That if he's offered the position, he should politely decline. This is where Tommy really excels as a character because he knows all the etiquette. He knows all the protocol. He knows all of the history of the positions around the queen all of the people who work around her and directly for her. Mm-hmm. He has all of that knowledge. Right. So it's his contention that because he is the senior guy who is retiring, he has a deputy and then the deputy has another deputy mm-hmm. under him. So that's the order of precedence. The deputy gets to step up into his job and become the queen's personal secretary. Right. And it's inappropriate for the queen to choose the junior deputy. Which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Especially because they have rapport. So he makes his case for all that. She listens. She doesn't agree. She does listen. She's very good at listening. I commend her on that. She does listen and she takes things into consideration. She does. Absolutely. And then she does exactly what the hell she wants. Oh, that's not true, though. Not so far. Well, because she makes a decision. It may not be what she wants to do, but she makes a decision. Yeah. And she owns it. Yeah. Yeah. At least the character does. Yeah. And I like to think the queen was like that too. And still is. Yeah. So then we're preparing for the state dinner. We are. Because they've invited Eisenhower. He's accepted. Mm -hmm. And they've got this long ass table. I didn't even try to count place settings. 160. Wow. 
at a single table? Yes, there are 68 leaves in that table. Wow. And it can seat 160 people. Every one of those people has six glasses. That's a lot of math. It is. It takes two days to set the table when when it's fully fully set that large. Did we even have 160 people at our wedding? I think we probably did. Okay. We invited a hell of a lot of people. We invited everyone we knew. I'm we sorry had, if you didn't know us then. You would have had a wonderful time. We probably had 160 bottles of liquor. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. It's it a good party. That was a good wedding. Yeah, that was a that was a big table. So I'm you know, these people spend two days setting this up and then they're like, eh. Well and the, put it all back. <laughs> they did the same thing filming that scene as they did in the beginning with Elizabeth in school. Like the music was going. Uh-huh. They're cutting back and forth between all the hands, putting plates down and measuring spoons and cleaning glasses. Like it's really fun to watch that stuff. It I, is. I love them putting it together this way. I enjoyed that as well when we were watching Downton Abbey. That was some of my favorite parts yes. in Downton Abbey was yes. like watching them set the tables and the protocol and measuring things and getting everything exactly right. It's funny too because Downton they they filmed those scenes like they or they put they edited those scenes with much more of a nostalgic eye. Right. So. You know, the music was sweeter. The cuts weren't quite as choppy. Right. But I, I agree with you. I really liked those in Downton, too. Yeah. It's interesting to see the the, the tone choices they make between yeah. different styles like that. That is neat. Because Eisenhower is coming, Liz realizes she needs to get some conversation ideas from her tutor. Right. About so what she to talk to Eisenhower. Calls the professor back. About... I don't even know why him being baptized was a thing. Like, she kind of brought that out of nowhere. Did they dunk him? Yeah, that was interesting. I was dunked. Were you dunked? You weren't dunked. I did for a while own unbaptized.com. Left you wide open for that comment, didn't I? I was dunked in a tiny little, it wasn't a swimming pool, a tiny little pool in the floor of the tiny little church that I went to. Was there a, a long really ladder neat. and like a tiny little platform that a diver would stand on? Because <laughs> that was a cartoon. No, there was not. That's too bad. I did like get the white robe, though, and everything. Really? Oh, yeah. My brother and sister and I were all baptized together. We were like 13 and 12 and 7. Right. Congratulations. It was strange. Were you dunked? No. Then how were you baptized? Were you sprinkled? I don't remember. I think some creepy old dude put his hand in a bucket and threw it at us. <laughs> Not his hand, the water. That was a cartoon, too. Yeah. When Churchill's finding out that Eisenhower has agreed to come to London for the state dinner, he was so excited. And I'm watching oh it and I'm God. like, oh, my God, is he going to fucking stroke out again? And he sure as hell did. He, had he another totally stroked stroke. out. Bless his heart. <laughs> Nobody tells him that this is about blood pressure and you have to you have to keep your excitement low. Yeah, he he's quite an excitable old man, isn't he? No exertion, old dude. So they lied to the queen about the first stroke and now they must continue lying to the queen because yeah. that's how lies work. You're kind of in it now. That's not how lies work. If you lie the first time, it's totally okay. Listen, everyone. 
here's the thing. Lying is not a good thing. Lying, lying's bad. Don't lie. But if you've already lied, it's worse to keep covering up the lie. Just come out and talk to people. It's all about communication. Just, just tell the truth. It just gets worse. Welcome to our new segment, Here's the Thing with Sharon Emery. <laughs> That's all. Done. I concur. I totally concur. You know I do. I know you do. Probably wouldn't say it if you didn't agree. Yes, and. You can say whatever the hell you want to. Your thoughts are, are not bound to, to my thoughts. That's true. You know this. We agree on a lot of shit, though. I mean, that's true. That's sort of why we work. Yeah. But yeah, they've they've really stuck their foot in it at this point. Yeah. Like badly. Yeah. And you can tell that's coming to bite them in the ass. I mean, there's They're no setting us up. There's no other way for this to happen, right? There's no way for this Spoiler not to be. Spoiler alert, ugly. it's not gonna end well. No. For no one. Right. Except the queen, because she's the queen. La la la. So I, I wrote a comment down here. Um there's three plot lines that we're really dealing with here. It's the the Russian H-bomb threat that Churchill really wants to try to nail down with Eisenhower and get settled. Right. There's the Liz wants to have an education and is engaging a tutor mm-hmm. plot line. And then it's Elizabeth's secretary, personal secretary, that she's trying to to solve and, and make sure that, that's, that she gets what she wants. Right. Those are really the main plot lines. The comment that I wrote down here at this point is that Liz is really, I guess she had another meeting with uh, Tommy Selleck. Mm -hmm. So she's really trying to figure out if she wants to be conformist, if she wants to listen to his rationale, right, or if she wants to be adversarial and do whatever the fuck she wants. Right. Because she has that right. And that power. Yeah. I thought this was a really great scene because Liz mentions to... Tommy, who is her personal secretary presently. Right. She would she wants a friend because the job doesn't always feel like being friendly. It doesn't always yeah. feel like a friend to her. Yeah. And she didn't quite get all the words out, but Tommy knew what she was saying. Martin and I have an understanding. I don't deny it. It would make me feel as if I had an ally. Friend, almost. What can sometimes feel like a very well, and so they had this kind of moment between them mm-hmm. where she sort of demurred and sort of stepped back a little bit, and he understood. Okay, well, yes, I'm I'm kind of adversarial too. I get that. So it was a really nice moment between them. I know I keep talking about how much I love the actors on this show, but it's cast really well. It is every time you look up the original person <laughs> on whom the actor is based like they look exactly the same they're, they're casting them like to the t they really are but and the, the acting has a lot to do with that too exactly the actors the are casting, really killing it. i imagine hair and makeup have a lot to do with that as well so i think everyone across the board gets big kudos major kudos for these actors portraying these people really really well right so then the, the next thing I've got is this guy, Jacques Colville. Did you look him up? Uh-huh. Is that his name? Jacques, yeah. Okay. So he gets called to the principal's office 
the the queen sends a message and says, "We would like to have an audience with you, sir." So he comes on down. He's like, "Okay, I guess we could talk about the thing that we need to talk about." I'm gonna get in trouble. Yep. So, uh, so what does he talk about when he gets there? Well, she wants to talk about her future secretary, right? Because he used to be her secretary when she was princess, and she likes him and wants his opinion, wants to chat him up, wants his advice. A very great thing to be called to the queen's office about. She was looking for some very personal advice, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't really turn out that and way. And he goes, Bleh, we lied to you. <laughs> so he gives up the game. <laughs> like Nandy with that champagne. Oh, my God. Just yeah. spit it all out. We haven't toasted yet, Nandy. <laughs> She's going to love hearing that. It's one of my favorite moments of my entire life. It's a good moment. <laughs> so, yeah, he blurts out the whole thing. He, he gives up Churchill. He gives up Anthony. Churchill had a couple of strokes. <laughs> he was he was mostly passed out for the past two weeks. Yep. Oopsie. Oh, is that what you wanted to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, that slippery old so-and-so. Oh, my. What a great line. That was great. That slippery old so-and-so. I'm going to use that. So then Anthony and Churchill are in trouble. They are. And how is she going to deal with that? Well, she's going to call them into the, the White House. What's their building called? Buckingham Palace? It is. Yeah, to that thing. White Buckingham Palace? Whatever. It is pretty white. I'll give it that. Yeah. Probably not built by slaves. Possibly built by slaves. I don't know. I don't know. England didn't seem to be as much into slavery as we were. Were they? I don't know. I mean, we were essentially British when we started that whole slave shit. We were British-ish. I'm going to have to do my own research on that. It's a good question. Figure that out. She's going to treat them like they're nannies. Because that was, that's the only person that they will listen to. That was such great advice that's by that wonderful professor. wonderful advice. I love him. So, he didn't exist in real life. No. None of that's true. Yeah. But it was a great way for them to convey to us how Elizabeth came around sure. to her line of thinking. Sure, absolutely. To have him there to bounce things off of. And, right. You know, she did all that work on her own, which is awesome. But the character of the professor was a great way to tell us that. Yeah, absolutely. To convey this. I mean, it totally works in the story of the show. Really does. So. Really does. But don't expect to see him again. It's fine. <laughs> so she talks to them like they're nannies. And they listen. Anthony didn't say a word. Not a word. He just backed the fuck away. She fucking told him <laughs> what's what. And he was just like, uh, yeah, okay, you're right. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. She was like, Buzz, you're dismissed. Awesome. I need a buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. And a champagne bell. And a champagne bell. Champagne bell to bring the champagne, a buzzer to send you away. Oh, I'm dismissed. Or maybe to send Schroeder away. You're the only two people in my palace. So I don't know who else I would send away with the buzzer. I guess if you start buzzing away.
you're funny. Yeah. I'm funny too. It's true. <laughs> so the the dressing down that she gave uh John Lithgow was a little more gentle and a little more respectful. Well, he had just had two strokes. Well, and she also I think she she recognized or she was recognizing her position to his position. Okay. Like the top two positions in the country, mm-hmm. the queen and the prime minister, but also his age, his experience, his you know, stroke history. Fair enough. I, I, I'm not dismissing that. <laughs> I'm saying she was being mindful of his age, his wisdom, his experience, and trying very deliberately to not bully him as his boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, as, yeah. as his senior. Yeah. She's a kind person. She well, really and she is. is. And it was another great scene between these two actors, John Lithgow watching him take that dressing down. I mean, that was just amazing. The mm-hmm. performance is incredible. The, the shit that he does with his face. Like I was blown away, but it ends up being very sweet. He got the message, but he still said something like, I'm going to go back to work and be your PM. Right. But then I'll I'll quit pretty soon. Right. Which we don't know at this point how long that's going to be. Right. Well, we do, but we don't. I mean, in the show. And then she sends everyone to go off looking for her fourth year report on the Constitution. Wait, I urgently need something from Windsor Castle. At least I think it's a Windsor. It might be at Sandringham or Balmoral. Or it might be here. Ma'am. Oh, that was after the meeting with Jacques. Okay. So after the meeting with Jacques is when she sends for her report. Oh, okay. And then she calls in Churchill and... Bobbity. What's his name? And then we round it up with Mr. Queen home again. Oh, yeah. Philip's in the show, too. (laughs) I forgot about him. He was off doing blah, blah, blah with blah, blah, blah. Right. Playing polo or something. And, you know, if he had a dresser, his dresser would have told him that the state dinner had been canceled, probably. It maybe should have been a clue to him that he did not have a dresser. That's a really good point. Why is my dresser not working today? (laughs) Because, sir, there's no need for you to dress. My note says, this guy does a great job of winning my heart back each time after he's a jerk. He's a total dick, but in a really nice way. You know, and I'm sure Elizabeth feels the same way. She must. She canceled her meeting for a little afternoon delight. She sure did. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Hey, afternoon delight. (laughs) Afternoon delight. You, You really hypnotized me, you know. That's a nice way to end the episode, though. It is. It is. So what did you think? How did, what was your impression of this episode? I liked this one. I liked it a lot. a lot. I liked it a lot. I did kind of feel like they were harping on the whole secretary thing. They could have cut out a couple of the scenes that talked about her fucking secretary. Yeah. I um, One of the things that I, I mean, I did overall like this episode because, you know, I like the music, I like the characters, I like the actors, mm-hmm. I, I like all the stuff that they do. Like, I like the show in general. It's hard for me to dislike the show. Right. When I start noticing things about how they've filmed an episode, it sort of takes me out of the moment. Right. So when I'm not in that moment is when I enjoy a show less. Sure. Just knowing that means I did not 
really enjoy it. I wasn't enthralled by it as mm-hmm. much as I, I would have preferred. Uh, but overall, I, I really still like it. But we're watching the show now in order to talk about it later. Oh, that's true. No, I get that. I understand that. So we're being more studious about it. Of course. And we're watching it from a different perspective than we did the first time. Right. Because I wouldn't normally watch it and take notes. Right. And think about jokes. <laughs> How many jokes did you have to pre-plan? Well, I wrote down the Ministry of Magic. Um, I wrote down Tom Selleck. I wrote down uh, <laughs> Afternoon Delight. So those kinds of things. Okay. I'm glad you're taking good notes. So that was the end of the episode. Yeah. But there's one more thing I want to talk about before we go today. I want to talk about season three. Oh, goodness. No spoilers. Uh, it hasn't been released yet. So I'm just kidding. You keep going. Oh. <laughs> Did you write that one down? I did not, because I don't do research. Let's talk about season three. Hit me with season three. I'm so excited to talk about this right now. As we're recording this, they have just released the start date for season three, which is November 17th. Okay. And I looked at our production schedule. This podcast will release on October 10th. So three weeks from now, your now, not my now. Three weeks from the listeners now, if they're listening as these come out. Now in the future, you understand. Now, yeah. So confused. Aren't we all? (laughs) Season three of The Crown will begin. Chris and I have talked about this already, and we have decided that we will not watch season three until we get to it on the podcast. Correct. I don't think there's really going to be spoilers because it's historic, so we kind of already know. What's going to happen? So I think what you're saying is that all of season three of The Crown will Mm -hmm. be out and available to the public before we get to it. That's true. Which is fine. Which is fine. We don't have to be first. No. No. And maybe by the time our podcast is caught up to season three, people will be willing to watch season three again in preparation to listen to the podcast. Or something. Or maybe they're waiting on us to like finish that. our our podcast maybe of season they, two. Maybe they will watch with us. That Who would knows? be awesome. The three big names in season three are Olivia Coleman, yes. who I know best from Broadchurch, and which I love. I know her from Hot Fuzz. Oh, that's right. She's been around the station a few times. You shouldn't eat late at night. I don't know, quite like a little midnight gobble. <laughs> Cocks. <laughs> And she was in, most recently she was, well, not most recently, but more recently she was in Murder on the Orient Express, which oh, that was yeah, a joy yeah, to yeah. see her there. Like her very much, she'll be playing Queen Elizabeth. Right. Uh, and it's, it's like 20 years in the future or something like that, right? Not 20. No, not 20? No, because Prince Charles is a teen, I think. Okay, so, so maybe, maybe 15. 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Prince Philip is played by Tobias Menzies. I thought you were going to say Tobias Funke. Well, I when I see Menzies, I want to say Menzies, and that's wrong. That's yeah. not that's not his name. I think he's probably most famous for being an Outlander. Oh, okay. Oh, he's the he's the bad guy in Outlander. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. And <laughs> I really want him to be in Man from High Castle too. I know you always do. I really do. It's not in that show. <laughs> This show is in Man from High Castle. Maybe they need to get someone from Man from High Castle because 
Is it from High Castle or in High the Castle? The Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle. Because well, I really want these people to be in Man in the High Castle. And that's an Amazon property, and it's just not going to happen on Netflix. Oh, I'm so sorry. Something else that Tobias is in. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Law and Order UK. Why did nobody tell me about this? How did... Speechless. Rendered speechless. Okay, the internet. I thought we talked about this. (laughs) Sharon didn't need to know about more Law and Order series. Law and Order UK? I asked you very nicely. This is amazing news. To please withhold this information from her. We only have so much bandwidth. We can only stream so much TV. There's like eight seasons and I'm almost done with elementary. So I got to figure out how to get it. Oh, my God. I may need to get on the dark net for it. You should go through the onion router. (laughs) It's a law and order reference. (laughs) (laughs) You're making fun of me now, Chris. But only to the whole world. (laughs) Really, only the 12 people that listen to our podcast. Well, you know, 12 is a little optimistic. I I love all those 12 people, though. They're my favorite people. Of course they are. They're wonderful. Okay, so he's in Law and Order UK. And then... Princess Margaret is played by Helena Bottom Carter. Nice. Everyone knows who she is. Harry Potter, The Corpse Bride, and every other Tim Burton movie ever Ever. made, ever, ever. Fight Club, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The King's Speech. That's what I said, Tim Burton. I know. And The King's Speech. Right. Where she played the queen mom. (laughs) And now she's going to play Margaret, which I think is wonderful. Yes. And that's it. I don't I don't remember his name, but the the Lannister patriarch <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. That actor is also going we to be were talking about in that the show. The he's he's day. Lord Mountbatten. So Philip's uh father, right. I guess. Neat. Which is gonna be good. Yeah, I, that'll I be good. I love that guy. He's a yeah. Um he's one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film villains. Who are your other favorite Schwarzenegger villains. Well, you got me there. He's my favorite, and I don't have any others. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be fun. And I'm sure there will be more people that we recognize for things and, and have to look out. But not for a long time, because we still have yeah, the not rest for a of while. season one and season mm-hmm. two to get through before we watch season two. So that's it. Well, it'll be a nice distraction in 2020, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. We'll need something fun to talk about. Yeah. For sure. We've and that's long. all I have. My last note is um, thanks to Jenny Parrott for our theme song. Oh, sorry. Spoiler I alert. I wanted to no, give, I'm glad we talked about her first. I wanted to give her prime billing. Yeah, absolutely. In, in tonight's banter segment. I love her best. Yeah, that's it. That's all I had. Okay. It's good stuff. I like doing this. Me too. I've missed it. Oh, it is. It's, it's really fun. All right, Chris. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I'll see you next time. Yeah. Have a good fortnight. <laughs> and God save the queen. God save the queen.
I really like the um see I'm gonna pause and try it again because I have didn't have the whole phrase formed. Okay. I feel like there should be a song in there somewhere. Rolling. I really want to do um I want to do the pajama song one time. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna just spring it on you randomly. Oh, why not? I, I don't know. I want to be prepared for That's it. That's how I guess. we do it best. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> well, neither of us have our pajamas on right now, so it wouldn't be appropriate. Right. Fully clothed, recording the podcast. Watch. I mean, listen to us banter. Wah, wah, wah.